welcome to another fabulous episode of Tickle Dot Life's podcast. I'm your your hostess with your mostess, Gaia Morissette, and um, we have Jennifer coming back on the show because we had such a good time last time, and she shared. Really did you know <laughs> she shared? Fun. It was lots of fun, right? And uh, you know, we talked about her first. Uh, awakening experience that had uh, a lot of juicy pieces in it that so much so that we needed to put a content warning on it Ooh. um that's how juicy it was <laughs> so um so today she's gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about her experience and i'm gonna let her kind of set up the stage for you um but before we get into that jennifer can you introduce your full name and what you your, what you do in the world um before we get into the story sure i'm jennifer ronner i'm a sexuality educator i have both a solo practice at bodysexbyjennifer.com where i teach primarily vulva owners and women, but um, I'm actually working on expanding that a little bit uh, about orgasm and pleasure. Mm. Um, and I also have a practice with my partner, Sean, uh, called geekysexylove.com. And our focus there is primarily around uh, like communication, communicating with your partners so that you can get your needs met and understand their needs. Beautiful. All right. So. So. What? I think we're talking body sex today. Body sex. So let's give me a, give everybody what is body sex? Give us a. Bo sure. Body sex is a workshop that was created by Betty Dodson in the 1970s. Um, Which for everybody who doesn't, isn't, doesn't know who Betty Dodson is, she is considered in our industry, the grandmother of masturbation. Yes, she is. <laughs> If you've ever used a Hitachi magic wand, you owe her a thanks because exactly. she was the one who said, hey, this back massager, I actually had one around here. I don't have it right now. Uh, this back massager you should use on your clit. All right, <laughs> and we so all listened and look at the sex toy industry now. Exactly. <laughs> but back in the day, that was pretty much your option. That or an electric toothbrush, right? Yeah. Back massager, electric toothbrush. Um, but, uh, you know, her workshop came out of her noticing she, she went through her own sexual awakening in the sixties yep. and, um, participated in a lot of orgies. Mm -hmm. And what she realized is at these orgies, women were faking it. They mm -hmm. weren't actually having orgasm. They were just pretending to have orgasms in these orgies. So she would, she would actually take them back into her bedroom and use the Hitachi on them to help them have an orgasm so that they were really enjoying themselves. And that's kind of where it was all born. Um, so she started, uh, you know, seventies had all the consciousness raising groups and she pretty much put together a sexuality consciousness raising group, mm -hmm. um, which is, which is what became body sex. Um, which is so exciting. I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't, so since, I, I haven't had a chance to meet her yet. So one day, and, and I hope that, uh, you know, she's still with us, right? She is still with us, but she is, um, she's in, she's, she's in her last days. If you, mm -hmm. if you do a Google search, there's a couple articles out there about what's going on with her right now, but 
she's 91. She just turned 91 a few weeks ago. And um, she considers death the final orgasm. So she's looking forward to it. Nice. Nice. Okay. So let's talk about your experience because this is pri- it's quite radical. Like even, even today, oh, yeah. it's still quite radical. So tell me about uh, what inspired you, first of all. When did you hear about it? I kind of followed her career. I remember finding her first book shortly after it was published in the late 80s. Um, that book's called Sex for One, and it's still like the oh, Bible yeah. of self-pleasuring. Yeah, I, I've read that book. I love that book. I recommend that book. Everybody should read that book. So I read that when I was much younger. Um, and you know, it, it helped me a lot when I was much younger to understand some things about myself. Um, so I'd always kind of followed her. And I remember, I don't know, like 20 years ago, I think I found her online again, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. And at that time, she had a, she was in her 70s and had a male lover in his in, in his 20s that was living with her. And I'm like, fuck, that's who I want to be. Right? <laughs> that is my goal in life. Um, and that's probably when I, you know, started getting the first inklings about maybe I should do this sex education stuff. Um, still took me 20 more years to really get into it, but that's another story. Um, so, you know, I, I was always kind of checking in on how she was doing and reading her stuff. And, and then I found out that she was doing workshops again. Mm-hmm. Um, she hadn't done them for quite a while. And uh, I guess this was back in 2017 that I found out that she was, that she was doing them with her um, partner, Carlin Ross. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were having them in her New York City apartment where she started doing them in the 70s. And, you know, this, that's like a sex fangirl dream, right? <laughs> it's like, you can go masturbate with Betty Dodson. I was like, oh, my God, I'm in. So I, I, I immediately got on and was like, let me do the next one. And got in and paid my money and was so excited. Uh, I went in June of 2018 was when I first attended. And okay. even being the really sex positive open person that I am, you know, I've been to nudist camps, I've been to sex clubs, I've done all these things. No, walking into that apartment and knowing that I had to take my clothes off the minute I walked through the door was this really nerve wracking experience, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, even when you go to a sex club, you kind of ease into it, you know, you wear your sexy stuff and you warm up a little bit before you take things off. Here it was like walk in the door. There's a row of hooks on the wall. So you walk in and you take off your clothes and you hang them on the hooks and you put your little shoes down there. And then you walk into her living room naked. Um, And when you do, um, either already there or you are soon joined by about a dozen other women. Mm -hmm. Up to a dozen other women. And the group sizes varied, but um, Betty and Carlin. And this group of other women that you've never met before. That is crazy. <laughs> and you're all naked. And all of you are going, holy fuck, I'm naked in this room of strangers. See, that's, that's, that's so fascinating. Um, because, like, I'm a nudist, right? So I'm naked all the time, right? Like, I'm, I'm with naked people all the time. Um, 
but it's non-sexual. So the, the idea of like walking in, being naked with the intention that I'm going to masturbate with a bunch of strangers um, is like, I can't even, I can't even comprehend. It's, uh, I'm like, what, what? So tell me more, tell me more, right. one and one, no more. So, <laughs> so what happens next? <laughs> and I will tell you that everybody, you know, in talking about this workshop, or at least the notoriety of this workshop, everybody focuses on the fact that you're naked yeah. and the fact that you're masturbating. Yeah. And, and the thing is, those end up being two very small parts of the whole. Yes. It's a, um, it's a 10 hour workshop spread over two days. So you do five hours one day and five hours the next day. Okay. And that first day, after you all settle down naked in the circle, um, we spend some time going around the circle and introducing ourselves. Um, and the prompt that's used is tell us how you feel about your body and how you feel about your orgasm. Mm. And it's really interesting because that's not a question that most of us are ever asked, even as sex educators. I mean, nobody's asking me about my orgasm. <laughs> it's usually the other way around, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, even which is even, really powerful and really a powerful. lot of really powerful. I can imagine and and quite emotionally vulnerable. Like you know, those are like the two things that are like as vagina owners <laughs> that we typically struggle with. Right? Is our body image and how we feel about our orgasms. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, the the combination of those two things, sitting there naked, and yeah. then being really vulnerable yeah, right out of the gate. Um, it lends itself to the development of this incredible camaraderie mm -hmm. uh, among the group. And you know, anything about group psychology, group dynamics, like those two things are brilliant mm -hmm. in terms of solidifying the group as a, a you know, as its own organism. Yeah. Um, so we do that first. And after we've done that. Okay, okay. So how do you, so what do you answer? What was your answer? Um, I talked a bit about, um, you know, some of the insecurities that I have about my body. Um, okay. And a lot of those insecurities were, um, were the, still are rooted in, um, I suffered from a lot of reproductive illnesses and uh, ultimately couldn't conceive children. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, that not being able to do the thing that you're supposed to be able to do with your pussy can really fuck up your sex life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, what was interesting is that I thought I was there because I wanted the experience and I wanted to meet Betty Dodson. And, you know, also forefront in my mind is this woman's almost 80. And I want to see proof that someone who's almost 80 is still masturbating and enjoying themselves because I'm getting older, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I thought those were my motivations. But when I was asked that question, it was really all about um, how I'd struggled with my sexuality because I couldn't conceive children mm -hmm. and, um, and how pissed off I was at my body for that. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, and, and also how those illnesses kind of manifested themselves in my body and changed it. And, um, you know, so I've had to go through like self-acceptance over just these changes in my body from, 
you know, being, I, I was like traditionally like the, you know, 36, 24, 36 and didn't have any problem maintaining that until I, you know, was diagnosed with these issues and, and dealing with them. So, you know, a lot of anger at myself. Mm-hmm. So, and that all came out from those questions. <laughs> as far as my orgasm, I was feeling pretty good about my orgasm. I've, um, you know, I started masturbating at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always experimented with that and I've mm-hmm. always felt pretty comfortable getting myself off. So that, that wasn't as much a struggle, um, but definitely my feelings about my body. Okay. So now what happens? So you just, so, so you're totally vulnerable. You share yeah. all of your soul. All right. Okay. Now what happens? <laughs> now you spread your legs and show everybody in the room your pussy. Uh. <laughs> It's called genital show and tell. Okay. And in genital show and tell, you sit next to Betty. Yep. uh, Shoulder to shoulder. And you spread your legs. And you've got a big, like, you know, like the Pixar lamp, right? Yeah. You got one of those big lamps pointed at your cunt, right? All, and you can feel the warmth from it. And you've got a mirror sitting there so that you're spread wide open everybody's around you in a semicircle, and you're looking at your own pussy spread open and Betty's like here's some oil and she wants you to oil everything out so it looks all nice and shiny so you're kind of playing with yourself there in front of a bunch of people and uh but it's but it's not with the intent of getting off or 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 having an orgasm then it's um to look at yourself and um, and to be witnessed, um, you know, so how did it feel? So how did it feel? Was it like, was it like, Oh my God, you want me to do what? Or was it like, Oh, I feel comfortable. I'm going to spread my, I'm going to spread my labia for for, for much strangers. And I'm going to view myself in this really vulnerable, like there is no more vulnerable position in the world. No, No, no. Both? Can it be both? (laughs) It can totally be both. (laughs) Because, you know, again, going into this, a very sex positive person, like, ah, this will be a piece of cake. I can do this. And then when it was like my turn, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Now, I have looked at myself before. So I I wasn't, you know, really shocked about what I looked like. Um, and, And lovers have looked at me, but... Uh, you know, ne- never a group, <laughs> you know, except when I was in the operating room for my hysterectomy and I wasn't awake for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, um, it was a, it was a strange feeling. Um, but ultimately it, it, you know, it was just another step in really helping you with self-acceptance mm-hmm. because, you know, once you do that and people are, are you know, they're really intently looking at you and telling you that you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Betty has these, like all of these descriptions for different types of cunts, right? So she's like, oh, yours is a Gothic style or yours is classical. You know, she kind of names them after architecture. <laughs> and she's like, look at the lovely draping. Right? <laughs> nice. So it's, it is a wonderful experience. Mm. Um, and by the end, you choose a name. 
for? You choose a name for your vagina? You name your vagina. Nice. You name it and claim it. Nice. So mine is Gertrude. Gertrude, nice. Gertrude. Gertrude was my grandmother and my great-grandmother's name. Mm -hmm. uh, it means strength. Mm -hmm. And it means sword of strength, which is that part I really like because of the whole like you know your clit is all is really a, 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 an internal penis mm -hmm. so I was like this is my sword <laughs> nice okay so what happens okay so you've now you've now had group uh, show and tell of Every, everybody, everybody has yeah everybody shared shared their their beautiful yonis their vaginas their cunt whatever language you want resonates with you um then what happens then you get back in the circle and you share again uh, about how you felt during that experience. Okay. Um, and that takes, that's pretty much the first day. You share, yeah. you show, you share, and, and the five hours have flown by and you're like, I, I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, kind of unwritten into the agenda of the workshop, but what typically happens is that at that point, those that can are like, let's go have dinner. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you end up spending another couple hours from with at least part of the group because you're, you're all, most of you are there in New York City alone without your partners and, you know, the weekend's all about you anyway. So we did that. We went, got to know each other. And in my first group, there was a woman from Australia. There was another one from, oh gosh, I'm trying, it was like, um, uh, uh, off the coast of Australia, that Tasmania, Tasmania, woman from Tasmania, woman from Australia. I was like, this is, you know, women come from all over the world to do this. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing the people that you meet. Mm -hmm. uh, so then, you know, you, you go back to your hotel, you have a good night's sleep and you come back the next day and get naked again. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, and there's a bit of excitement in the air because everybody knows this is the day we're going to do the masturbation stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but we start with a share again, and it's more about like, you know, processing what happened the day before and how you're feeling. Um, so tell us, how were you feeling? What happened? Like what's, you know, not to be in our teaching mode, but to be I in your know, own peers. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> you're not oh, selling the workshop. You're selling, you're sharing with us your experience. So. Fine. Fine. <laughs> All right. It was easier when it was a different story, man. I know. Uh, that's why I'm. That's why I'm pulling pulling you back, pulling you back into you. Tell us about you. What was that like for you? I um. It was. You know, I spent you know, after dinner. I went and I and I spent that night by myself, and um, I did some writing the next morning. Mm -hmm. Um. I wanted to masturbate the next morning, but I decided to wait. <laughs> I was, I was saving it for Betty. <laughs> You're edging. <laughs> I was edging, edging for Betty. Um, and I, I, you know, I was just, I was kind of like, is in bed that morning. I ended up ordering, um, uh, uh, you know, like room service for my breakfast, and I just ate breakfast in bed and. And, you know, was just kind of contemplating this experience. And I was, you know, I was really reveling in it because I had just known of Betty's work for so long and, and 
you know, they tell you not to meet your heroes, but I was thoroughly impressed and just so happy to be having the experience. Um, and, and it felt like the morning took a really long time because I wanted to get back. So, um, uh, any, back part of you, any part of you were, you know, uh, new insights into who you were, any part of you freaking out still? Were you at that state? Like, were you at this place? Were you like now like totally in the, the space of comfort? Like where, you know, how did that transition from excited, but then super kind of nervous to now being, you know, where are you in that transition? I, at that point, I was, I was just excited. I was just excited to go back and learn more. I was excited about what I knew we were going to be doing on the second day. Um, I already felt very bonded to the other uh, group members. And, uh, you know, it was funny because it was like, it was like the halfway point, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I had done one day. So I was excited to get back. And at the same time, I was like, oh my God, you know, like this experience is halfway over. Mm. And I was already feeling kind of sad about that. Um, Oh, I just had this memory on my way over. And I was only like five blocks from her apartment. So I was walking over and on my way, I encountered a parade. And I don't even remember, it was June. So it was June and it was a, uh, an Indian parade. So whatever Indian holiday celebration is in June, they had, you know, the, the, the very colorful big floats and, and dancing and and it was just the most joyful thing. And it just kind of added to like my mood of being excited and in the moment and stuff. Nice. Okay. So you walk back into the apartment. I do. And what happens? I take my clothes off again. And this time it's, you know, I'm like, just like, woo, <laughs> I'm ready to get back into the circle. Uh, take my clothes off again and, um, you know, go join the circle. And, you know, it, it, it is really amazing. It is really amazing how much you bond after that first day because you walk in and you're just happy to see everybody and you're talking to them. And, um, uh, you know, we get settled down and, and start to talk about processing it. And, uh, um, you know. And so what was, what was some of the other women's processing? Some were there because they had never had an orgasm and they were very nervous about what was to come that day um, and spoke about that. Mm -hmm. um, some were there because they were trying to work through trauma experiences and reclaiming their sexuality. Um, it's funny, you know, everyone's story is different and there are just, just, there's just always these similar themes that run through them. And it's a, you know, it's, it's people who are, feel disconnected. Hey, don't get too Oops. teachy. <laughs> I know it's hard, right? <laughs> it's really hard. If I ever do this again, I'll bring my paddle and you can just tell me to spank myself. <laughs> that's, that's a different show. Um, <laughs> All right. Yes. But something different brings every woman to the circle. And there was a variety of stories that day. <laughs> All right. Okay. Beautiful. So, okay. What happens? 
Everybody's shared. Everybody's processed. Now what happens? Betty and Carlin demonstrate uh, the rock and roll technique for masturbation and orgasm. Okay. And uh, this is, you know, it, it, they've actually done a study on it that it's, it, it is scientifically proven um, to help women who've never orgasmed orgasm. So we all gather around and we're gathering around Carlin. Carlin lays back and spreads her legs and um, Betty is, uh, uh, you know, there for the assist. And uh, uh, she designed a stainless steel barbell. It's got a ball on either end. Um, and, and she worked on it so that it was weighted in such a way that you could put this barbell against your vagina and using your PC muscles kind of suck it in. Yep. And then you can actually like move and manipulate it without it falling out of you. So this is the technique they were demonstrating with kind of the slow introduction of the barbell, um, flexing your PC muscles to get blood flowing to the area and then using a vibrator on your clitoris. And um, that was the other thing in the room. You walk in and there's, you know, a bunch of back jacks in a circle and everybody has a tray and on everybody's tray, you got a barbell and a vibrator ready for you to use, right? Nice. <laughs> and your lotion and your tissues, right? You got everything you need. I don't want a glass of water because masturbating like this is really thirsty work. Yes, you need hydration, hydration, hydration. So we all watch. Mm -hmm. And um, then uh, Betty starts to lead you through doing this for yourself. And you know, actually start out with some breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. um, oh, no, first. Oh, this is so great. I love this thing. Okay. So the first thing that she, that she leads you through is um, sticking your finger up your nose. And what she does is she has, has, has you just like sit your finger right here and then like, oh, but first you lube it up. You lube up your little finger and you sit it right here. Right? And then she's like, I just want you to breathe and just kind of ease it in. Right. And you do this so you're like knuckle deep with your finger up your nose. And she, she tells you about how you know, you should feel comfortable with penetrating all of the parts of your body, but also remember that you need lube and time for them to open up and accept you. <laughs> nice. So you do each side of your nose and then blow to like open up your, your airways. I fucking love that exercise. It's so brilliant. Because you're all standing there going, I thought we were going to masturbate. <laughs> and we're picking our nose. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, my god, I've never heard of this masturbation technique. I wonder if I can get off from nasal stimulation. <laughs> you know, no, you probably can. And knowing, knowing me, I could probably figure out a way to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. We can work on that. We'll um, work on that. Okay. So. <laughs> There's, there's our assignment. <laughs> nasal Ooh, orgasm. Nasal <laughs> orgasm. Okay. So then, then once you're open, you start with these breathing exercises. We, we do, you do this one that's called the breath of fire, where you're just blowing the, you're, you're breathing the air in, but you're just blowing it out your nose very forcefully. And that's supposed yeah. to, you know, start moving your energy. And you pick up your vibrators and, 
um, we do the chakras. We vibrate all of our chakras. And, you know, so we all, we're all standing up and we start at the root. So we're all standing up, spreading our legs, you know, <laughs> our vibrators on our assholes. Nice. <laughs> start there and we just kind of move it up our body and, you know, get up to our third eye um, and move it back down again. And, you know, this is all just to kind of get you open and, Okay, so is everybody giggling and laughing, or is everybody oh, yeah. like seriously serious? No, everybody, everybody is just kind of giggling and laughing. Like you know, they've already put kind of you know cool music on for the masturbation sessions. Everybody's kind of like you know dancing around and getting into it, and you know that plus the excitement of not really knowing what's coming. You're just kind of you know electrified. Um, but once you go through the chakra thing, you're all invited to lay down and uh, we, it's called erotic recess. Mm -hmm. So um, you're invited to lay down and practice the technique um, for orgasm. And there's no time limit on how long this takes. Um, and, you know, there has been a little education along the way um, to help people understand that 20 to 30 minutes is is average for a vulva to become fully aroused and engorged. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so going into it, I, I knew a lot about masturbation. I never took that long before. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know how to, I'm a multitasker. So I know how to fit a few orgasms into my day to keep me happy. So it's like, Oh, I can go have a quick one now. And it's, you know, very pinpoint stimulation on my clitoris to get me off quickly. Yeah, the, I like to call it the get in, get out, don't mess my hairdo orgasm. <laughs> exactly. Um, but those are really the only ones I was having by myself. Mm. When I was with lovers, it was different. When, lo you know, lovers would, would take some more time and I enjoyed them taking more time. But I never took that kind of time with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, so what was that like just being in the space, listening to were other women having orgasms Were there sounds of pleasure, moaning, oh, yeah. lots of sounds of pleasure and moaning, you know, breathing, um, something about, you know, like all of the, the kind of lead up exercises we did, you felt the room get a little warmer, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it just, it almost felt kind of womb-like that you're, you know, you're laying there and you can hear everybody around you. You can, you can turn to either side and see someone's, you know, face and upper body, but everybody's pointed with their, you know, with their legs spread in towards the center of the circle. So you, unless you sit up, you're not really watching anybody mm -hmm. else or being watched. Um, that comes later, <laughs> but uh, it's, I've never spent that much time by myself. I've never masturbated next to someone who wasn't my lover. Mm -hmm. um, it, and so what was that experience like? What were your was, thoughts? What were your feelings? It was, it was great. I mean, it added to my excitement to be around, you know, other people that, that I wasn't expecting to be my lovers. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, and, and the sounds, and, you know, all of the energy work we did leading up to it, I felt really relaxed mm -hmm. and um, I felt like I had permission to take my time. 
nice. and not get off that. Um, so I was trying the technique, which, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've played with toys internally before with, uh, you know, with external clit stimulation, but never, you know, quite like this. Mm -hmm. um, but I did start with, you know, slowly penetrating with the, the barbell and um, using my PC mu muscle to pull it in and kind of, you know, hands-free fuck myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then started using the vibrator. And the, the first orgasm that I had there was one of the most intense I've ever had in my life. Nice. And, uh, you know, and just exacerbated, like just that much better that like I, I can hear myself and I can hear myself making noises I've never made before. And I can hear everybody around me making noises. And, you know, like when I was done, I just, I remember like, I'm like, you know, sheen of sweat on my body and I'm, oh, you know, at the end, just kind of quivering. And Betty speaks up and says, I knew you were a screamer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if I didn't love her before, I absolutely fell head over heels in love with her then. Nice. <laughs> Um, so was there any women who did not experience an orgasmic release? Uh, yes. Um, when I got done with my first orgasm, I did sit up a little bit and look around the room and, and watched some other women. Um, there were, there were, in that, you know, um, at least one or two who were struggling and you know this struggling comes from being inside your head and going oh my god I ha I'm supposed to do this so it has yes. to happen so yes. right yeah um or uh you know just that it had been something that they hadn't they hadn't ever had an orgasm or anything that they recognized as an orgasm mm -hmm. um uh, carlin would go around and ask um women if they were struggling, if they needed assistance and, um, you know, either help them with uh, positioning the barbell in a different way or talking to them or, um, you know, helping to relax some way to, you know, try and encourage their orgasm. And um, I've been to more groups than that first one. Um, and like the beautiful thing is that all of the women are trying to encourage each other mm -hmm. to experience orgasm. Um, so, you know, when somebody sounds like they have a particularly delicious orgasm, everybody's like, yeah, that was awesome. Right on. <laughs> oh, and um, I, I went back to have another. It was, um, when people ask me how it is, to masturbate in a room with a bunch of other people, I say that it's not really a sexual experience. It's, it's more of a sensual one. Um, and I, you know, like I felt connected to everybody in the room. I felt really connected to myself. And mm -hmm. as corny as it sounds, I felt like connected to the earth and the universe and, you know, like there was some ancient woman magic going on 
that I was tuning into. And I was like, well, this is why they created Christianity. They're scared of this shit. Yes. Which is a conversation for another time. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> we'll come back to that at another time, another place. <laughs> we just have to start a podcast together. Oh, there you go. There we go. <laughs> um, um, so, okay. So you, you, everybody, so everybody, you've, everybody's had their uh, self-pleasuring exploration time. That we have, uh, and then we're laying around eating strawberries and slices of cheese and drinking water to kind of rejuvenate ourselves after all of that energy nice. expended. And the final thing that we do is a group massage. So um, everybody's split into two groups, okay. and everybody gets an opportunity to be touched, um, and the other members of the group spend 10 minutes touching them, five minutes on each side. So two groups, blankets laid out, um, lay on the floor, and you can, it's, it's a non-sexual massage. Um, you can tell them if there are any parts of your body that you do not want touched. Um, when I laid down, I was very open to touch and, and said that, that they could touch me anywhere. And there were five other women um, giving me a massage. And it was, it was the most perfect thing I could imagine as an ending to the day. Nice. Because, you know, you, you spent this time with these women and really bonded. I mean, I still, I still talk to them. Yeah. You know, we're still friends. Um, and, you know, it, we're just, taking care of each other in that moment and, and, and giving each other non-sexual pleasure. So what was that like for you to receive it? Again, you're, you're switching over to teacher mode here. Um, for me, it was incredibly meaningful and powerful um, and healing because I've had, I've had difficulties in relationships with women, you know, and, get into the psychology of that god knows mother problems i don't know but receiving touch from all of these women was it was like a gift and i just felt incredibly loved and cared for i love it sounds like such a beautiful transformational experience it really was. I mean, I, I decided then and there that I wanted to um, study under Betty and, mm -hmm. and become a facilitator myself. And, you know, it's funny. I, it was five years ago that I decided I was going to try and do this sex ed thing because it's, you know, it was what I wanted to do for a long time and I needed to figure out how to do it. And I, and I stumbled around a lot and didn't, you know, like, or I wasn't really sure what direction I was going in because there's so many options of place, you know, what you can specialize in. And, and, uh, that, that moment changed everything. That's when I knew that that's where I was going and that's what I needed to share with the world. Beautiful. So that's a beautiful segue into how can people spend more time and maybe have that experience themselves seeing that you know how to facilitate it. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, well, my website, bodysexbyjennifer.com, has all of my upcoming workshops. 
Um, I'm launching a virtual body sex um, in the beginning of December of this year. And the virtual one will be a new exploration for me. Other people have been doing it, so I've kind of been learning from how they're facilitating theirs, but um, it'll essentially be a six week group meeting um, with several one-on-one -on -one sessions with me. So it won't be quite the same experience, um, but I think it might actually be a more attractive experience for people who got really fucking nervous when I said you have to be naked in a room and show your vulva <laughs> because those things are going to be done in private sessions yeah. with me. Beautiful. So you can kind of think of it as an, you know, an, an entrance to body sex. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that if anyone's interested in doing that. And I'm hoping like we all are, that next year I will be able to hold some in-person workshops as well. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, sister. <laughs> I know. So. <sighs> Beautiful. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show again and sharing oh, that welcome. experience with us so that we could all like go on that adventure. Um, and, you know, the, the excitement and the thrills and the nervousness and the realness and the honesty and, and the sacredness that, um, you know, that journey was for you, was for you. So it really you. was. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Thank you for having me back. This has been so much fun again. You're very welcome. All right, audience. <laughs> so here's the drill. You want to spend more time with me? You can come visit me at succulentliving.com. You can go check out my podcast that I host, my other podcast that I host called My Orgasmic Life, which I have a feeling Jennifer's going to come play on. It might even be a little bit of a regular. Um, and, uh, you know, don't forget to check out tickle.life, you know, tickle.life's uh, platform that has all of us fantastic sexual educators and, um, you know, sex coaches and everything to do with sexual education and awareness and wellness. Um, you know, go check it out. Uh, you have questions? There'll be answers. Many different styles of answers and different types of answers. So everything's available to you. All right. Till next time. Have a juicy day. Mwah! Love yous. Bye-bye.